Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Help Myself Podcast. And I'm your host, John M. Singletary Sr. Gotta put that senior in there. You know why. Because I got a junior. John Michael Singletary Jr., a.k.a. LJ. That's my heart. That's who I do it for. And you know what, y'all? I can't help myself. I've got to empower. I've got to encourage. I've got to inspire. But I can help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. And you know, I'm excited to kick this episode off. Because guess who's back home? LJ. <laughs> Let's get it. Welcome back. Man, I tell you what, went and uh, picked up LJ. <laughs> Felt like I was an R&B singer because I just wanted to start singing, reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> oh, let me tell you. And you know, we back on each other's nerves immediately, but hey, it's what we do. It's what we do. No, we, we both were happy. It was... Uh, so exciting to see him so happy to see me and he was ready to go he knew what time it was he he had a great time let's not let's not um make it seem as if he was being tortured or something crazy he had a good time with his family and got to do a lot of interesting things and you know got to see his people the reunion was a beautiful thing he was so happy to see his grandma and he was you know, happy to see his aunts and his uncles. So it was a beautiful thing. But he was ready to come home, and we were driving. He was singing little songs, and he'd just been walking around here just smiling and carrying on. So he's glad to be home. And you better believe that Daddy is glad to have him home. So, and, and during that time, you know, I, I realized a lot of things. Um, you know, we'll put it like this. A lot of times when it comes to a situation, and, and, and here's, here's how I'll say this. I was like, hey, we need a break. And while he's away from me, he'll see how good he has it here. And he will, he'll see this and he'll realize this and he'll recognize that. And I put so much onus on what the other person should be growing in or receiving from this transaction, not realizing that I was the recipient of so much. And it opened my eyes to a lot of areas where I was, fall, I was falling short. And I needed that reminder because I, I don't like to operate in that space where I've got a lot of judgment and there's a lot of, uh, you know, conversation about what somebody else uh, should get out of something or how they should feel or how they should receive it. You know, hey, that that was for such and such. You know, I, I feel like it's important for me to get everything that I can out of a situation that will continue me uh, on the path of betterment, continue me on my journey. You know, and so I, I want to further my journey of uh, self-growth. 
I don't know what's going on tonight. I can't talk, but y'all know how we do. We're not going to let a little bit of my uh, my mouth not want to operate. <laughs> We're not going to let that stop us. I thought I told you that we don't stop. Eh, 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 you know, shout out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm in a silly mood, y'all. I got my baby back, so there's excitement. Um, But, you know, I recognize some areas where I was falling short. And... You know, I, I believe that was amazing, amazing. Um, and so that's what I want to talk about real quick. You know, just some things that I learned while I was away from my baby boy. And, uh, you know, one of the biggest things I learned um, is, you know, people are going to reach out and want things from you. And that's not a bad thing. And let me let me let me clean that up or clarify it or, or whatever it is that I want to use to talk about that. But what I mean by that is 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 like if somebody can count on you for something, it's not criminal for them to continue to reach out to you because they can uh, essentially, you know, get whatever need or want met over and over again. You know, it's as simple as, you know, if I know if I go to the refrigerator, I can always grab a bottle of water. I'm going to keep going to the refrigerator. I'm never going to be like, refrigerator, how do you feel about me taking all of this water? If it comes to a point where the refrigerator needs a break, the refrigerator will stop producing the water that I need. It'll show one of them little signs that says, like, you know, you need a filter change or something like that. But it's up to the refrigerator, because as long as I know that I can get water from the refrigerator, I'm going to keep going to that refrigerator to get the water. Now, let me see if I can make that make some sense. Um, A lot of people reach out to me for assistance or to be to lend an ear or to run ideas on. And, and I laugh because I was thinking about, you know, sometimes people can kind of see you as a commodity. And again, this is not a judgment. If you consistently are able to get that thing that you are seeking from a place or a person, why wouldn't you not continuously go to that place? And, you know, it's been situations where, you know, I'll tell somebody, hey, I'm not doing well. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yo, and by the way, I need such and such and such and such. And I realized that my expectation began to be, okay, well, maybe they'll understand that, you know, I have a full life going on here. You know, I have things going on, too. And I'm more than willing to be there for other folks. Not saying that because we need other people. But I'm saying that I'm just not an endless well filled with whatever it is, advice or whatever they, they, they believe they can get from me. Like there's a limit to what I can give because I have my own physical, mental, spiritual and emotional limitations being a finite being that it just is what it is. There, there's only so much that I can give, but I need to be the one to set that boundary. And I learned that and, you know, it concerned me, but it was just sometimes I I just didn't have it. I couldn't respond to the text. I couldn't respond to the email. I couldn't respond 
to the phone call. I had to just set that boundary because I didn't have it. And I knew they were in a place. And when y'all, when I tell you it, it, it bothered me because I'm like, I know they need somebody, but I can't be that person right now. And, and, and it, it was just, it was amazing because what had to happen was I had to have a day where it just was back to back to back. You know, it, it could be one thing if it was one person, but in one day when you got four or five people, they're just reaching out to you and they need you to be strong for them, you know, and obviously I'm not a therapist or, you know, a counselor or any of that. I don't get paid for that. It was just people reaching out um, and needed this, that, and the other. And it became so overwhelming. And uh, I needed the time to reconnect with my son. And so that was one day. But then when day two started and the numbers were still racking up, but I started to notice repeats like, hey, you know, I gave this person this much of my time and I gave another person some of my time and you know it just kept coming back more and more and more I'm just like it I'm not upset I'm not mad about it but I'm not an endless fountain and I had to do some self-care and so I realized that is that I have to realize what my priorities are and I have to understand that I am not a bad person because sometimes I just can't be available for everybody when they want me to be you know, I'm not, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm not a thing. I'm a person. I'm a human being with needs just like everybody else. And I have to set that standard. I don't, it's not getting to a point where you're upset with somebody about a barrier or a, a you know, a, about a boundary that you've never communicated or never said anything about. Because again, like I said, if they continue to come to me, and I continue to make myself available, why would they begin to believe anything else? So maturity, me knowing, it's not something to be angry about, but I have to set my boundaries. And so that was a lesson. Here was another lesson. I noticed, man, y'all gonna laugh at me. The first night I got back to my place, this was the first time I had been in this particular spot without LJ. So this is the first time then I'm spending time in here and I'm going to bed at night and he's not here. Man, you would have thought that some woman broke my heart the way I was. Man, I, I was hurt. I walked in his room. I called his name a couple of times. I knew he wasn't here. Just did it anyway. You know, just kind of, I was hurt. So I was glad that I wasn't trying to be ambitious when I got off the road, trying to do this, this, that, and the other. I knew, hey, man, you missing your baby. Just keep it light. Go to bed, wake up, and uh, engage the day filled with vigor and vitality and, you know, smash it. So I did that, but it was a rough night. But I realized that one of the frustrations that I had been having with our relationship was my fault. I had gotten away from my core scheduling. And so I basically I had gotten away from my routine. I had allowed the way that COVID has changed our work and school schedules to get me out of my core routine that would empower me and that would motivate me and energize me. And LJ, with his um, schedule and his behavior and his reactions, was communicating to me that I was off. 
And I'm thinking, hey, man, you know, this, that, and the other. But normally, before pre-pandemic, we'll put it like that, I would get up pretty early. Most of the times I was up before LJ. Sometimes he'd get up before me. He goes through patterns, you know, uh, autism does impact circadian rhythms. So sometimes his 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 sleep schedule is really off, but as he's gotten bigger, uh he's he's officially taller than me now, y'all. <laughs> Probably been that for a while, but you know, I was just looking, I was like, wow man, this boy is tall. But anyhow, that's a <clears throat> but uh you know, and I would get up and when he woke up, I was already in gear. My day had started. I was greeting him and, you know, setting the tone for his day. Now, obviously, when it went from, you know, we were on lockdown and we weren't going anywhere, um, I started to slip into a pattern of sleeping in a little bit later. You know, you, you teleworking so you can just get up and slide from the bed to the laptop some days. You know, I had to get my whole self together. But the first couple of weeks, <laughs> you know, it was just kind of that quick slide. And then, um, you know, you got kind of back to a new normal. But I did notice that even when I got to my new normal, there wasn't an expectation to kick the day off as early. Because, you know, you got things going on with your kids. You got, you now we got, you know, virtual school. So, my schedule was off and and I'm just getting up and getting up when I get up. He's getting up an hour, sometimes two hours before me. And I'm just like, boy, you're going to leave me alone. going to do this, this, that, and the third. And I am not setting the tone for his day. And in, 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 um, and the result of that is, is that you get up and your day gets started and you're just, you're just going on. You're just a captive to whatever happens in the day. And that time away, I realized that I was missing out on my time to meditate and say my affirmations and read things that uplift me and pour into me. And just, you know, I was going in and getting workouts before, like, I'm getting up meditating, affirmations, reading, uh, listening to something very uplifting, getting a workout in, getting ready for work driving to work and still getting ready, doing all of this and still getting to work between 7.30 and 7.45, which I didn't have to. But I was able to do all this, and I said, I'm leaving something on the table every day. And LJ was letting me know, hey, Pops, you leaving it on the table. So I kind of had to get that right. Um, Another thing that I realized uh, that was really missing is, you know, and I just alluded to it, that activity in the morning really got my mind, my spirit, and my body, like, alive. You know, to just start your day in enough time to get ready and go is one thing. But when you tap into that, look, and, and I'm one of those guys. I prefer to work out in the afternoons and the evenings, but... There's just something about like getting a workout in and getting a good meditation in and getting all these things in. It's it's better than a super strong cup of coffee. Like, I mean, I was wired for sound, ready to go. I was on when I got and, and when I when I tell you I went to work, I was working 
Like, even during normal times, I wasn't spending that much time. I'm getting to work 7.38. One morning, I was bragging because I was like, yeah, you know, I had to uh, drop a vehicle off for some maintenance before I got here. And I still got here at 7.45. And, I mean, I was staying at work 5, 6, 7 o'clock. And, I mean, I was getting after it. And the power of a routine in the morning, that was something that was beautiful for my spirit. But another thing that I realized, uh, and I got two more, we'll, we'll say this. I started thinking about the things that I wanted out of life, and I've talked about it in this podcast, but I started making a really concerted effort of doing some, adding some manifestation tools to my daily affirmations. You know, the kind of person I want to be, the kind of life I want to live, the kind of impact that I want to have, the legacy that I want to live. You know, what do I want from life? I started setting that to the forefront of my mind. Now, obviously, I have my vision boards and I have my reminders, but I was like, you can really get stuck in auto gear. And I needed to get myself actively in drive. And so I added that to my affirmations directly after my meditation. And, you know, it just started getting me to a place where I started to feel it. And I started to realize that, hey, you know, people are, are around. It's going to help me, but it's on me. I got to make this happen. So that was important. That was huge for me and LJ, you know. Um, because I definitely want a standard of life. I definitely, um, I don't want to just be captive to what life brings to me. I want to bring the fight to life. Life ain't going to give me what I deserve. Life is going to give me what I demand. And it's going to show me if it's going to ask me if I'm serious by sending trials my way. It's going to it's going to ask me if I'm serious by making things happen where things don't go my way. That's how it's going to say, hey, look, this is this is this is the cost of admission to the life you want to live. It's going to be some setbacks, some disappointments. There's going to be a personal cost. It's going to be an emotional cost. It's going to be a financial cost. So do you really want it? And uh, I'm excited to, to have some conversations tomorrow because, you know, life handed me a couple of disappointments, you know, that I'm not only just disappointed about some of it, I'm kind of upset about. But I said, hey, how am I going to respond to this? You know, am I going to practice what I preach? I'm all on here talking about, hey, your mindset and this, that and the third. Am I going to fold or am I going to go at it? And you know what the answer is. I'm going to go at it. I've already decided that long before we did this podcast. If I would have done this podcast about six, seven hours ago, I might have still been feeling a little, you know, some kind of way about what was going on. But, man, that's the cost of admission. The cost of admission to be great is that setbacks will come. Please remove it from your mind, this idea that you can be who you desire to be. And it's going to be easy and it's going to be smooth sailing. Trouble, trial and tribulation will come. But man, you got to be 10 toes down. Don't fold because I'm telling you, the game is going to test you. It's going to test you. But don't fold. You got to keep pressing forward through all of that. 
And not only that, but, you know, be a tone setter with your energy. Man, life ain't perfect for me, but I think a lot of people feel like they can depend on me because I try to keep my emotions high. I won't say that I'm emotionally even because I'm a very excitable person. (laughs) So my emotions get high. So I'm not going to say that, but I do want to set a standard that, man, I don't let stuff get me down. You know, things happen and I'm lower than, than usual sometimes because I am very much human. I'm very much fallible. I'm very much flawed, just like anybody else, but I am working to get better. And I try to keep that energy up. I keep trying to make sure that I'm seeing a way out of it. If I'm in it, I'm seeing a way out of it. If I'm in it, I'm seeing a way through it, you know, but I'm not going to stay there in it. I can't live in that because there's a way that I want my life to turn out. And ain't nobody going to give it to me. It's not going to be handed to me. I got to go get it. You know, so my time away from my baby boy, uh, it just really taught me a lot. But, you know, I'm going to close this thing up. But I tell you, the last thing that it really taught me is that sometimes I've got to be willing to let go. And a lot of that not doing self-care and not, you know, that that's just me. I, I I was talking to somebody and I said, professionally, I don't want to brag, but I think I've mastered the art of delegation. Like professionally for me, it's important for me to build my teams up. It's important for me to inspire my people to live a certain way and to operate a certain way, because I know if I empower them, then we all benefit from it. But I realized that personally, I'm a micromanager. And there are just some things that I'm just like, can't nobody do it like me. And that may be true, but I can't do all of it by myself. And I'm not saying that I need to just let anybody, just be willy-nilly about it and anybody. But, you know, I need to be more trusting. There's some amazing folks in my life that are like, hey, we want to be there for you. We want to pitch in with LJ. I was being tight, you know, hire somebody to kind of help with the virtual school. And I was being real tight and found out I could do it and and find out how much peace of mind, you know, it's an opportunity for him to be around somebody else other than me and me to be around somebody else and for us to keep our equilibrium and, and, and things like that. It just adds different layers and levels to our lives. And there's so much that I can do. I just got to stop thinking that somehow or another I can do it all. There's resources out there for me. There are people that are willing to help. And I've got to engage. You know, I've got to got to definitely take advantage of that. So, you know, I learned, man, that there are limitations. I I am not an ever-flowing fountain that will never run out. And so I have to set boundaries. And respectfully, there's no need to disrespect anybody or, hey, they trying me. They they are treating me the way I have shown them it is okay to treat me. And I've got to be able to set those boundaries because I need my own energy for myself and for my son sometimes. I can't just continue emotionally to produce and think that I won't eventually get uh, insufficient funds, withdrawal denied, you know. Uh, 
I learned that as a tone setter, like there are times, man, when you scrape the bottom of the barrel and you just got to get by as best as you can. But don't stay in that place because I'm a tone setter. I set the tone for my day. I set the tone for LJ's day. I set the tone on the floor. And I have to recognize that and embrace that and set that tone. I've got to be on my game. I've got to make sure that I'm investing in myself. The power of those morning rituals, the power of that small time to invest in myself, that extra 45 minutes or hour of sleep that sometimes we be thinking is so important, man, you can sacrifice that to build into yourself. And your schedule will give it back to you if you're productive with your day. But when I'm just wasting my time, it just never seems like it's enough time to do anything. One of the things I'm proud of is that the whole time while LJ was gone, I never turned my TV on. I didn't turn my TV on once. And I was able to get so much of my time back. I got so much reading done. I got so many ideas done. You know, this is just I'm I'm filled with energy. I'm recovering a little bit from the drive, but I'm telling you, like, we about to take off like a rocket ship. <laughs> and, you know, understanding the life that I want to live, speaking it, manifesting it, guiding my energy towards it, you know, that's that's huge, you know, and, and that's something that you need to do. Remember that life does not give you what you deserve. Life gives you what you demand. And so you need to step up and demand it, not only with your mouth, not only demanding it by what you say and what you talk about, what you want, but demand it with work, demand it with ideas, demand it with collaborative efforts. And then also recognize, you know, we are not islands. We need help. There are people that can come in and assist. Don't hold it all in and try to do it yourself because you only get one you. So maximize that you. We were made for fellowship, made for fellowship. So utilize those people. I'm not saying utilize any and everybody again, willy nilly in it. But we need other folks, too. So, man, these are some beautiful lessons that I picked up during my time away from LJ and now I'm not going to let him out of my sight for another couple of years. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. I feel like I learned. I feel like I grew. And I feel like I set myself up to finish the year strong and to start fresh. And I'm excited about it. And I want you to be excited about it, too. So thank you again for joining, for listening in to the Help Myself podcast. I cannot thank you all enough for your support. Man, I sometimes I take time to go through all the episodes and see from whence I have come. And the input, you know, some folks have been talking. It makes me laugh because, you know, listen, y'all are going to enjoy my season recap. Trust me, I'm going to work hard on that one, but... Before we cut out for the season, uh, and the season is getting ready to wrap, I believe this is uh, episode 16, I think. might be 17, but I think it's 16 or 17, something in there. So there's probably about five or six more episodes. Got a couple of more interviews lined up, 
And uh, then we'll close out our inaugural lo-fi season and I'll recap the season and then we'll take a hiatus and we'll come back with season two in the new year. So I'm excited about it. Uh, I am excited about sharing with you all. I'm excited about your support. And hey, I want y'all to go out and make it an amazing day and get out of life what you demand that life gives you. Because after you demand it, then you really deserve it. What? We out.